Carroll bringing it forward. Thompson's making the run. Carroll hangs on to it though. Still Davy Carroll. Could go all the way here. Oh, what a goal! Hello, I'm Phil Catchpole and welcome to another midweek edition of Ringing the Blues. On the show we have all the action and reaction from the midweek trip to Birmingham City, including the opposition view. We'll also hear from Richard Dobson and Scott Cashkett. Plus, we preview the trip to the city ground when Wickham take on Nottingham Forest with Tom Hancock of Chairboys Central. It was the first trip to Birmingham City since 1994, where the Chairboys beat the Blues 1-0, courtesy of a Cyril Regis header. But what happened this time round? Let's find out. What they're going to get on, on Wednesday at Birmingham is a more confident Wickham now. You know, it's that millstone of the first win has gone. Um, it's not hanging around our neck anymore and, and hopefully you know, we'll grow as a group again. It's not a question of patting ourselves on the back and, and job done. Mindset firmly on Wednesday now. Let's go and do it again. Bella, right-footed in-swinger. It's a good delivery. And Roberts is up and heads home. And Birmingham have the lead. Mark Roberts with a stooping header from the corner. Also didn't come. And it was uh, headed in for well, a matter of three yards, really. And Birmingham have the lead. Grimmer, corner of the penalty area to Onyedimba now. Onyedimba's got past one. Goes for goal! Casquette! Casquette has got a deflection off Onyedimba's shot and then skews it into the goal for his third of the season. The goalkeeper, Etheridge, is livid with the assistant referee thinking it was offside, but the goal stands. It's Birmingham 1, Wickham 1. Casquette with it. Back to Horgan. Horgan thinks an up and under cross to the back post. Keeper comes and gets a glove on it. Knight back into the box off the line by San Jose. Still there. Fred's up and scores. Fred Onyedimba has got a late goal for Wickham Wanderers. He was scruffy defending from Birmingham, but Wickham kept persisting. And Fred Onyedimba got enough on it. And Wickham have the lead in stoppage time here at St Andrews. Birmingham 1, Wickham 2. Two games in the dugout for you, two wins. That's not bad, is it? No, I'd take that. Yeah, before before I was asked, I'd, I'd have taken that. Absolutely, um, you know, absolutely delighted. But it's not it's not about me. It's, it's about the team and the squad, and you know all the work that's been put in prior to this. And um, I'm just sort of holding the fort for the time being until we get gas back. As a club, those performances have been coming. You know, the performances have been get get better. The, the results have been coming, and here we are, seven days, a point against Watford, three against Sheffield Wednesday, three against Birmingham. Wickham are really making a go of this. Yeah, it's not been a bad week at all, has it? Um, yeah, look, I've just said, you know, we, we want to stay in this division. It's, you know, we're not here to make up the numbers and I don't want anybody to think that the Rick and Wanderers are whipping boys by any stretch of the imagination. You know, we're starting to prove that we, we should be playing at this level. Um, we've been highly competitive now for the last five or six games, maybe. Um, and I'm fortunate not to have more points on the board. But, um, you know, we, we want to climb this league. Uh, we, we really want to make a fist of it. And I think we're, we're certainly heading in the right direction. We've learned very quickly uh, and it's good to see the progress that we've made in such a, a short space of time. Uh, news broke before kickoff for Sheffield Wednesday's appeal um, with the points being half the, their deduction to six points but Wickham bottom of the table did that play any part in your pre-match talk? Not at all because I wasn't actually aware I've only just found out. Um, does it does it make a difference? 
not really. We need to focus on ourselves, not what other clubs do. Um, you know, a touch of fortune for them, no doubt. But um, uh, we just got to carry on the way that we're going and, um, and focus on what we bring to the party week in, week out. A goal down at half-time and then Wickham got back into the game, played well at 1-1. But then the double substitution, Fred Onyedimra and Anis Mometi, really gave Wickham more options going forward. Yeah, I just felt we needed a little bit more quality in that final third. You know, we um, we got the ball up there and, and, and lacked a little bit of quality earlier in the game. And I felt those two would get their foot on the ball and, and give us a little bit more of a springboard up there, um, which they did. They did very well. Anis is going to be a really, really good player. I like him a lot. Um, and Fred has undoubted quality that we know. So he's had to be a little bit patient coming off the bench the last couple of times. But um, I think he's a wonderful player. And, and, you know, the quality that he brings us in that final third is so important to us. Great quality options to have on the bench. Uh, it's a good time to be a Wickham Wanderers fan with all these great players around. It is, yeah. The progress of the club is great. Um, you know, I said in an interview before the game that uh, this is all about developing the club. You know, we, we, you're in a position where you're moving up to a, a, a more difficult level. It obviously stresses the club to, to do it, but it actually it's a great opportunity for rapid development. Um, and, and in being st uh, stressed, it's a sink or swim situation. You've got to learn to swim very quickly or you sink. So for us, you know, learning to swim is all important. And, um, uh, you know, I think we're seeing rapid development in individuals. We're seeing rapid development in the club. And it's exactly what the Kuigs wanted to see when they brought into the club. Uh, you said on Saturday, Gareth Ainsworth was the first person you spoke to after the full-time whistle. Was it, was it the same today? My family first, actually, yeah, because it's late and the kids are going to go to bed. So I wanted them to, sh I normally show them the stadiums that we're at so they get a feel of what we're doing. And I got to see you know, two beaming kids and a, and a beaming wife, which was lovely. Um, and then Gaz was the second one tonight. So he fell just behind my family, um, but not far behind. Um, might he be back for Saturday? I hope so, I hope so, yeah. We'll see how he's feeling. Um, obviously had the arc, he's recovering now. Um, still walking a little gingerly, as you'd expect. Um, but he has ideals on, on being there in, in some capacity Saturday. Whether or not that's on the touchline or, or up in the stand, I'm not sure. Um, but we've obviously got to do what's best for him and his health and, and his back. These results of this last seven days, has that lifted the pressure on Wickham a bit and maybe allow them to enjoy these games in the Championship? City ground on Saturday, I mean, that's a wonderful stadium. It is, yeah. Every ground is a, is a fantastic place, you know, and uh, uh, it's just a shame that our fans aren't here to share these journeys with us. Um, you know, we're talking about uh, former European Cup winners on, on, on Saturday, but in actual fact, that's all history now and it's, it's Wickham Wanderers going toe-to-toe -to -toe and uh, a Wickham Wanderers side with plenty of belief at the moment. A win takes you out of the relegation zone, possibly. Yep, yep. I said to the boys um, in the dressing room tonight, you know, when, when um, I sort of took over from Gaz for these games, the thing in the, in the back of my mind was get above that line before Gaz gets back. You know, let's get, get above and, and give, him, give him a platform to work from from there. Um, we've still got some work to do to get there, um, but, it, you know, we'll, we'll attack the game on Saturday with everything we've got. Um, and we may need to have a look at who's fit and, and who needs to change. But... Um, uh, we've got a couple of days to do that and we'll, we'll worry about that tomorrow. We'll enjoy tonight first. 90 minutes for 38-year-old Adebay Wackenfemmer. He keeps going, doesn't he? He does, yeah. I thought we might have to get the defib out in the dressing room afterwards. But um, uh, I, I said to him, he walked down the, the tunnel with me and he said, um, he said, that hurts, that hurts. And I said to him, do you know what, B? This feeling that you get tonight after a, a win away from home in the championship, when it's gone, it's gone. You know, I lost that opportunity very early because of injury. The fact that he's still doing it at 38 years of age, you know, I'd swap with him in a second, no matter how much he's hurting tonight. And, um, you know, it, it's so important as he's, he's coming to the twilight of his career that um, uh, he continues to enjoy this, uh, however much it hurts him at the end of it. I've enjoyed the last week a bit more. 
and now we've got points on the table. But my thing is just work hard and keep working and hopefully something will fall. And as my goal have went in, that's, that's all been by just keep getting in there. They haven't been the prettiest, but they all count. Uh, the big man, uh, Akin Fenn, was back. You've, you had a great combination with him in League Two. Here you are on the Championship stage, linking up together now. Uh, that must feel good. Yeah, so the sort of player is, I don't think it's going to matter what league he plays in. No defender's going to want to fight with him. If, he get, if the ball's right, he'll win it. So my thing is just get my run right, the timing and the touch, and I will get gold of him. Three goals already for you. You've always been a confident striker and you often set yourself a target. Um, what's your target this season? 15 plus, that's what I want. And uh, down in time I can't get that. So I started off three in the first 10 and I feel like I could have had more. And every game I'm going to it, feeling like I'm going to score. So I, I would like more, but my target is to get 15. It's been, been a tough couple of years with injury and then the suspension for, for, for betting offences from Leighton Orient. Uh, must feel good to be back on the pitch and, and scoring goals uh, at the Championship. Yeah, very good. Obviously frustrating last year as the betting was from starting when I was 18 and they went a long time back and obviously I've made it clear where my head was. Um, I w didn't know the rules, but I've paid the punishment for that. That's done us in the past now, it's never going to happen again. And just had to deal with it. It wasn't easy as I wasn't allowed nowhere near the squad. Only thing I was allowed was to watch a team from the stand of the normal fam. So I struggled with that, but I just try to keep myself fit, knowing all the possibility of coming back to play. And then Corona happened, and it was just keep yourself fit for the playoffs. Didn't get the most time in that, but my thing was, I didn't care if I played as long as we went up and then I thought I'll get my chance in the championship and I'm getting it now and I'd like to think so far I've taken my chances so far. You learn and grow the person through your downfalls so as hard as it was I'd like to bring it strengthen me for the future. So, understandably, the Blues fans are a little bit annoyed about losing at home to Wickham Wanderers. Here's the opposition view. Old Tank. Their first goal was offside, which sucks, but they deserve so much from the game. They were all over us second half, and we couldn't deal with it. They ran us ragged, and we couldn't get near them. Limod. We got what we deserved. We had an awful second half, and it was a comedy of errors for the goal at the end. We had three chances to deal with it. Wagger. It was daft from Ipswich to come out like that for the goal. We were all over the place at the back. Wickham were absolutely dreadful, to be honest. But they wanted it more than us, though. Eddie Blue knows. The usual capitulation against a crap team. Same old Blues. Roger Hind. They never laid a glove on us. Scored a deflected goal. It was a mile offside when the lad didn't even know it was coming at him. It was a terrible bit of misfortune to concede that. Derby Blue. We were outmanaged tonight, I'm afraid. Their subs impacted the game. Our subs sent us further into reverse. Game management was poured all round in the second half, from those on the pitch and those on the sidelines. We must do better. Blue. That was cowardly management from Karanka. We were playing Wickham Wanderers 
and he's gone out to defend a 1-0 lead for 45 minutes. Like a boxer who knows his opponent isn't counter-punching, they could come forward without fear of getting hurt. We allowed Wickham to grow into the game and eventually get two goals by offering nothing ourselves in attack. Blue off. It was Paul from Karanka tonight. He really needed to change the formation and bring subs on much earlier than he did. I can handle getting beaten by Wickham. They deserve it. But to offer absolutely nothing in attack in the second half and getting out fought by them is inexcusable. Rags. Anyone who saw Wickham against Watford should have known they just keep trying and trying and trying. And I think that's why people have taken them to their hearts. They might have a shocking lack of talent and quality, but they made us look completely useless. On the line now, it's Wickham's numbers man, Tom Hancock from Chairboy Central. Here's a number for you, two. Two times European Cup winners, Nottingham Forest. It's all history, of course, but Wickham Wanderers travelling to the city ground. Uh, Tom, this is, uh, on paper, a daunting prospect, but actually, after the last three games, I'm quite looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. I mean, why wouldn't we? And uh, another one for you, actually, they're one of only two teams to reach two European Cup finals and win them both. That kind of adds to the occasion. But yeah, uh, it's a bottom of the table clash, which seems weird probably. But yeah, one another one I think fans would have flocked to in their thousands in better times. Yeah, indeed. Well, that that becomes more and more sort of stark every week now, just not having fans there. It would have been great to have fans at Birmingham at the, at the, in the last minutes. That would have been amazing. But you're alluding to the fact that Forrest are at the bottom of the table. Um, Lamucci's gone. He's been fired. Chris Hewton has come in now. Uh, he's had a few games under his belt. Um, what are the changes that Hewton has made to Forrest? Well, I think under Lamucci, their general way of playing was really to kind of sit back and wait for mistakes to pounce on. I mean, last season they were actually one of the least creative teams in the league, despite almost making the playoffs and you know missing out in dramatic style after an almighty collapse. Um, I mean, since Hewton's come, he's obviously still you know kind of trying to instill his methods and get them playing his way. It's probably too early to really uh, really pinpoint the impact he's made, but um, they have actually they have been taking their chances better since he's come in. Still tight games. Well, in the first game, 1-0 at Blackburn, um, had a few draws, 2-1 win over Coventry on Wednesday, and they'd lost at Middlesbrough before that. But yeah, I mean, he's a manager who's obviously taken Brighton up from this division before, quite a shrewd appointment. Although one of the things as a Forest manager is, do you actually get time? Do you get enough time to uh, turn things around? He's the uh, 34th, 34th manager they've had in 27 years since Brian Clough retired. So, what what's the system and who are the players that Wickham fans should be looking out for? Yes, I mean, it looks, again, you know, things are quite fluid, but it it, it looks like a 4-2-3-1, probably. Um, but the three attacking players push up quite high in support of the lone striker uh, of Lyle Taylor against Coventry on Wednesday, who scored the uh, winner from the spot in the 97th minute. We know quite a bit about him from his Wimbledon and Charlton days. But the ones to watch, I suppose, you've got Anthony Knockhart, 
who's coming online from Fulham. And of the 19 players, 19 players Forrest signed in the window, he's the only one that's a Houston signing. But he, um, you know, he's a top player for this level and had his best years probably under Houston at Brighton. Um, Joe Lolly, who nine goals and eight assists last season, um, is a dead ball, spe- dead ball specialist. Um, really a winger, but it uh, looked like he was playing more of a central role against Coventry. And then you probably also have to pick up Brees Samba, who's one of the best keepers in the league and was the uh, keeper in the PFA team of the year last season. Been one of the busier keepers so far. But um, yeah, hopefully not one of those days where we're uh, despairing at how we're going to get past him like we were Ben Foster and even uh, Joe Wildsmith for Sheffield Wednesday at times. Wickham have, have named the same team now three matches in a row and uh, with good effect. I'm guessing they'll go again the same if there's no other injuries uh, to take into consideration. Do you think Wickham will, will, will attack Forest as they have done uh, Watford, Sheffield Wednesday and Birmingham? Yeah, I mean, I'd be surprised if Bayo starts a fourth game in, what is it, 11 days? I mean, he did find a second win from somewhere on Wednesday night, but, uh, but we'll see about that. But even, I mean, even if it's Uche Piazzi, Forrest are pretty about average in terms of... Uh, when you're looking at the aerial numbers for the league, obviously styles and things come into that. But uh, they did only win as many as a team as Bayo won himself against Birmingham. Um, that was against Coventry, <laughs> which could be quite an interesting matchup if he does start. I mean, he's going to cause problems for anyone. But we'll see what state everyone's in. But even if he's not there, you've got David Wheelie, you've got Uchek Piazu, and I think Scott Kaskett's played well off Wheeler and off Bayo could probably do the same of Uche. Obviously, he's you know got a bit of learning to do off the big man, as uh, Gareth has said. But uh, yeah, I, I don't see that we changed the game plan significantly. I think at the moment we're doing what works and uh, making little tweaks here and there. The subs had a big impact against Birmingham. We'll change things if we need to. But yeah, I think it'll be it'll be the same team as far as possible. Although <laughs> the levels that these uh, the levels of energy, the amount of running these guys are doing. Wouldn't be surprised to see a couple of changes just to stop them absolutely killing themselves, but uh, we'll see. Well, we've got the international break coming up after this, so perhaps for some of them there'll be a chance to, to recharge their batteries. Yeah, absolutely. Of course, Uchi and Daryl Horgan will be going off to represent their countries, uh, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, OK, Tom, well, um, I'm I'm feeling quite confident. How about you? What do you reckon the score's going to be? It'd be nice to keep another clean sheet, but... Uh... Let's go for a sneaky one now. Well, that would be a dream result, and that would mean leapfrogging Nottingham Forest in the table as well, which, even as a sentence as a Wickham fan who's 42 years old, sounds quite a weird thing to say, but I like it. Uh, me too, yeah. I think we're already above Derby. We're already above Wayne Rooney in the league. So, uh, yeah, let's go above the twice European champion. Right, that's your lot for this episode. Many thanks to Richard Dobson, Scott Kashkett and Tom Hancock. Tune in to BBC Three Counties on Saturday on the 98FM frequency and on iFollow for full commentary of Wickham's trip to Nottingham Forest with me and Alan Parry. Come on, you blues. <laughs> <laughs>